Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Sigma Show, episode 23. I'm your host, Sigma, and we have, uh, we're back from break. We took a little time off for Easter, but um, we're back. We're going to keep things moving. We have some news to discuss, finally. And uh, before I let you know who's going to be discussing news with me, let's go over real quick what the hell that news is. It actually is. Mm -hmm. um, first up, there have been some changes to Twitch's um, terms of service, I think. Like, they have new rules regarding misconduct that affect people outside of the actual platform. I think that's kind of an interesting thing to talk about, so we'll get into that. Um, there's been rumors about Hideo Kojima working on, you know, some mystery game for PS5. Uh, <laughs> the people behind a recent horror game trailer abandoned had to come out and say no this is not kojima's uh, you know mystery game this is the game we're working on thank you very much and immediately following that was rumors that kojima might be in talks with xbox for an exclusive deal so we'll talk about that um there's a last of us remake currently in development we'll talk about why that's a thing that they could be possibly trying to do and finally um a more controversial type subject um, there's a Muslim civil rights group who's actively calling for a ban of the game Six Days in Fallujah. Uh, they're petitioning Microsoft, Valve, Sony, any platform holders to basically restrict this game from being made. And we'll talk about maybe why they would want to do that and what that could mean for games as a whole. But to talk with me about these very important, very interesting topics are Ash Redux. Yeah, yeah, the boy with the crooked displays in the back. God, I gotta fix those. <laughs> <laughs> Rexicon Jesse. Oh, that's me with coffee in my mouth as soon as you said my name. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going from like a visual line. So. <laughs> and then uh, Superman Jeff. Yep, yep. What's going on, everybody? Oh, it's Katana Man oh. Jeff today. Don't forget that. Oh, okay. oh right, right. Oh. He's recently been oh. renamed Katana Jeff thanks to Tommy Salty uh, from last night's Free For All Friday. <laughs> Go watch the video to get that context. Um, yeah, Honey Money knows Katana Jeff. <laughs> So welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Let's jump right into things. Um, first up, these new Twitch rules, right? Um, so if you don't know, um, and I, I'm personally not familiar with the incident that occurred that kind of made this happen, but uh, the long and short of it is Twitch has um, started up some new rules where if your conduct is found to be lacking, let's say, uh, even outside of the Twitch platform, like say you say something racist, uh, sexist, uh, just bad behavior that's unbecoming of someone that Twitch would like to be represented on Twitch. Of course, you know, those are means for being, uh, you know, banned or restricted in some way. But if they find out that you're doing these sorts of things elsewhere off of Twitch, you're not in a stream. You're like, you know, on the Internet, like maybe on Twitter, maybe on YouTube, a competitor, and you're doing these sorts of things. And then you come back to Twitch and act like everything's all hunky-dory. Twitch is like, nah, we know what has happened, mm -hmm. and you're banned here now because of that. What is your guys' take on that kind of sweeping uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not regulation, but, like, they're kind of watching you. Like, even when you're not on their platform, if they get wind of the kind of person you are, they can still decide that they don't want you on their platform. Like, how does that sit well with you guys? Or does it sit well with you guys? Um, uh, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, it's not new. It's not something that's new. Have you seen this where somebody who worked for a company did something crazy and it gets videoed? That person usually got fired, correct? Because they represent that company. So it's kind of the same thing where you represent Twitch 
in all forms of facets, whether that's in person, on social media. If you're linked to having a, uh, a Twitch account and you do something crazy, obviously they're gonna ban you to prove that they don't condone what you did. It's kind of distance themselves from you. So even though they're just now mentioning that it's a policy, it's really something that everybody's kind of adopted. So like if I go, whether I'm, I have my work shirt or not on and I go and do something crazy and my job finds out about it, I would be let go. Cause it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is the, our, the best way to show that we don't condone what this person did. And I mean, I guess it makes sense because just because they're playing one character on Twitch, but actually being who they are somewhere else, you know, doesn't take away from whatever they're doing that's damaging whatever people they're trying to affect with it, you know? Um, hey, Twitch is where I make my money, but here I can say whatever left wing or whatever right wing stuff I want to say. And no matter who it offends, it doesn't really matter because... If I get banned from Facebook, guess what? That doesn't matter. I don't get paid here. I get paid over here. So they're hitting them where their pockets are, which you know kind of makes sense. Like, hey, don't be a shitty person. If you're gonna, if you're gonna stream, you know, carry it and carry it across all platforms. I get what you're saying. Anybody else have a different take, similar take? Um, so because I, I definitely agree with Jeff Rice. So like, if you're working for somewhere. And you're representing that company, you know, they can do that. They don't want that associated with their brand. So I'm wondering, like, is that something that should only be taken into account for like actual affiliates and partners, or should that really just go even for just the average user on Twitch? Uh, like I get it, it's still associated with Twitch, right? If someone's like uh if some someone does something crazy and for some reason on the media they decide to pull that this person streams on Twitch from time to time, Twitch doesn't even want that connection led back to them. So I get it. But it just feels weird when it's not like you're not the employee, uh, like yet. And even if when you're like, um, uh, you know, like an affiliate or a partner, is is you're not necessarily like an employee person in my mind. You're almost like you're a contractor, but you're still more associated than just the average person, you know, that's mm -hmm. on the platform. So I get the process. I just wonder if, in my own mind, if I feel like it's right that it applies to just the average person who's not actually getting anything out of Twitch other than just them providing their own things on the service. They are using their platform. I'm sure, you know, when it comes to things being privately owned, they can do what they want technically with their company. So I, I'm sure it's fine legally to do that. It, it just feel, it feels a little weird. It feels like a little extra when I think about it in a normal sense. But when I think of it on a platform where everything is about your online social presence or whatever, I get it. So I, I get it. I don't know if I fully agree. I'm like in a weird in-between space, uh, but I definitely understand what they're doing. I wish they put more effort into improving their platform instead of just trying to do this right now, though. Just <laughs> to be to be fully <laughs> honest, uh, I'm not going to get off topic with that today. But, you know, there's a lot of improvement that Twitch could be doing to just improve the quality of life of being on the platform in general. Uh, I, but, yeah, I'm sure there's toxicity everywhere. They're not going to catch everybody regardless. Uh, they're probably not even going to look that hard if you're not that big of a streamer anyway. So I doubt it impacts the little guys that much unless somebody reports it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it's that big a deal. Uh, I know some people don't like the uh, vagueness or ambiguousness sometimes when Twitch puts out emails and stuff and they're like, you know, to our discretion, but people want some like more, more very strictly defined concepts and ideas of what that means. 
mm-hmm. but I feel like it's not going to be that big of a deal. Like Jeff said, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, regardless of who does what, <laughs> uh, but no, I, yeah, I get what you know, you're saying. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Honey Money in the chat says, didn't someone recently get banned for farting on stream? Oh, oh God, I, I have not. not. <laughs> I've not heard of this, but that does raise an interesting question because it's kind of what Ash was uh, talking about. Like, Twitch defines what the rules are for, you know, staying or going on their platform. It's their platform. They built it. They can police it, right? But, like, what, what, like that seems too far. You know what I yeah, mean? Like if that's if that's true, if that's what actually happened, and there's always going to be like this gray area when it comes to policing, you know, society, like just social norms and like what's socially acceptable several years ago changes as it you know as people you know learn more about each other or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I do find that there is sort of a a tinge of like. Well, do we, is this a good thing? Like, I understand what the purpose of it is, but like, I, I'm glad you brought that, um, that up, Ash, is that, yeah, who does it actually affect? Who does it police and right. stuff like that? Like, Jesse, did you have thoughts on this? Uh, I think both of you hit it pretty well. I would only say the kind of counter to what you're talking about with like, well, uh, uh, with who, like, if it's, if you're not part of the business, should it affect mm-hmm. you? Um, but I feel like it's closer to like, if someone else could use your Twitter account to say what they wanted to, they're not getting paid for it, but it's coming off from your platform. Mm -hmm. You have an an association with whatever they say, because it's coming from your Twitter account. Even if you have like, Mm -hmm. you know, we have eight people who all tweet from, uh, you know, the open party or whatever. And then someone Mm -hmm. says something, it's like. All right, wow. but that's coming from you as the entity, and that is going to reflect badly on you as each individual person in the entity. So I can understand why, even if they are not getting paid for it, they are not affiliates or whatever, that it still does matter. Mm. That's a good point. Real quick, think... do you think it... Oh, no, go, ahead. go ahead, Jeff. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, do you think it only matters because we still have people who don't can't like fully understand the distinction between like when it comes to you know content creators online that just because they're on that platform that they're not speaking for that platform because i do think that's an issue mostly with like older generations especially on the media something like oh yeah there's a twitch streamer on here who's uh doing xyz and they can't uh, discern like oh that's just one person in the crowd that's not like the platform is speaking for it not saying that they still shouldn't get banned or whatever but i feel like that's why they have to be so uh, have one having in their rules so that it can be more, you know, written down somewhere like, hey, we do have the the rights to do this, so people can't have the backlash or anything like Lampy said too. Uh, but also just because like we're still at a time where people aren't making that distinction as well. Like this person doesn't speak for the platform just because they didn't catch this one person. They have such a huge, uh, I guess, installment. I don't know what word to use for <laughs> uh, amount of people who stream on Twitch and use the platform. Uh, user user base. User base. Thank you. They're not gonna, you know, they're never gonna catch mm-hmm. every single person, uh, no matter what. So it's like, do be like that. That's why they have to have the rules and stuff, just because they have to show on their end. Hey, we don't agree with this. We're looking for them. Please show them to us. We'll get rid of them too. Right. I, I wonder if that's like part of it. I was thinking out loud. I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, and Lampy uh, just uh, went and double-checked. Uh, what Honeyman was referring to apparently was a person who was banned 
for showing how she had the talent of queefing on demand, oh. and it was only for three days. It's a little different. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. But oh, um, I mean, all she had to do was say, "Nah, I just lied on stream. I was actually farting." So I mean, yeah, you can. That's that's something you can. You know, not saying to lie, kids, but you could get out of that. But one. I still, I still <laughs> think that's that does seem a little like an overstretch. Like if that's the kind of content that her fans like, maybe. <laughs> You know, like they go there for that kind of stuff. Fine. Stop right? saying it. <laughs> you know, they go there for that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, that's right. They're into, you know, who am I to who am I to judge? <laughs> but but no, um all of that makes perfect sense. It's like I don't think there's a right answer to this. That's the that's that's like the the point, I feel like. Like Twitch is doing their best to mitigate damage because like say they do leave it open for interpretation, right? Like, because you can make the argument, well, if you don't like what someone is saying on the thing that, like, don't watch it, right? Like, go find somebody else. Like, if it's that bad, then, you know, they won't have any viewers, and then, you know, they'll shrivel up and die as, like, a content creator, right? They'll find their audience, and that audience will be pleased, perhaps, right? But that can become dangerous, because what if that audience are all, you know, kind of feeding this cycle of, like, ignorance, violence, Mm -hmm. you know, agitating, stuff like that? Then that's the thing that other people, even if they don't want to watch it, would be like, well, this shouldn't be here because it's causing a problem. It's causing a, a spiraling effect. And Twitch, as the owner of the platform, you should actively do something about that. Because also, also so like, this is one act of violence. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you intervene before it got to where it is? And I think that's part of it. Um, because like you said, if somebody is given a message of hate, um, and somebody takes that as their 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 mission, and they carry that out, and they see that well, this person spent a lot of time on this Twitch channel, which promotes this, that, and this, and it leads back to them. It does shine a negative light on them. Then they're more reacting instead of being proactive. Yeah, and and as someone who kind of um, admins a community myself, like the open party, like we do try to keep it from devolving into anything like that like we don't try to react to it we try to tell people from the front like this is the kind of behavior we expect and whatnot and if someone is kind of stepping off the reservation i think people would expect us to act on that so like i think it does work in the same vein it's just knowing where that line is and like when you're such a big company as twitch has become now and there's all these other tiny you know insignificant content creators on the platform like it's impossible to really police it in like a clean cut way but um at least they're trying which i i can't be too mad at that's 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 kind of what i take from this like it's it's not going to be perfect but at least they don't they're not saying like well it's the wild wild west everyone's free to do whatever they want to do right uh you, you know you guys handle it because sometimes it can become a problem you know without some kind of oversight or intervention I just like that you use the term wild, wild west, like the yeah. Will Smith movie and not wild west, like the, the you know, Casey's setting. favorite movie. Big Will. You, you heard it here today. I'm it's not going to pretend I don't like that movie. Like, that I, one, I, it's a good I like movie. movie. Like, it's a fun time. I was like, why was it bad? What did y'all expect? Just go in and enjoy. Gee. <laughs> Sorry. It's off tangent. Off tangent. I'm back. I'm back. No, I mean, well, any other final. Honey, <laughs> everyone loves it. Come on. <laughs> So are there any other final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? Uh, I did just want to point out that Honey Money has said yeah. that it uh, they felt like it was because they add more weight because it's a woman. And I can kind of see that because it's 
if, if, if she didn't if she didn't say anything, you wouldn't know which one she was doing, right? Like if you just heard the sound. So and you didn't see anything, I'm assuming, based on Honey said that they saw the clip. So I'm going based on what Honey said that she didn't, you know, show anything different either. She was just said that she could do it. Um, I understand, you know, Twitch, if anything, I feel like Twitch could have just sent her a warning. They didn't, but at least a three-day ban isn't horrible. I don't know if this is like her her full-time thing. If if it is full-time, then that's actually bad. Three three days off yeah, can, that's can gonna hurt. hurt her that's going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If it's if she's like, you know, she's just doing it for fun or if she's affiliate, but she's not quite, you know, making like even part-time amounts of money, then, you know, it sucks, but at least she didn't get banned. I am happy that they didn't ban her for that because they right. could have technically based off of the wording of the email. They could have, if they wanted to just outright banned her and said that they didn't like that. So, um, Either way, I don't and, know. And she was a partner. Lance she's a partner. Time. Okay. Now, yeah. granted, that still doesn't yeah. mean she's making full time, but that still means she's at least has a, a somewhat of a, a enough of a following and a viewer base have gotten that far. So yeah, the, I mean, regardless, the only way to make partner one of the milestones is your average viewer 75. count being seventy five. So that's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Coming from me with average of you know like a few people. Right. <laughs> let's not let's not put we our numbers out there though. yeah we love them we love them uh, okay so we'll move on to our next topic um not sure how many people have actually seen this trailer but there's a game that just very recently released a trailer uh kind of very early gameplay i don't think it was actual gameplay even it was kind of like con- conceptual stuff mm-hmm. for a game called abandon it's like some kind of survival horror thing yeah um rumors started swirling around the internet that oh this game is fake this is this is another one of those Kojima plots where he secretly announces <laughs> some other project through some fake game by a fake name. Like you guys remember the Metal Gear yeah. Solid Five Phantom Pain reveal, right? I and was so like I was people so were perplexed. It looked like Metal Gear Solid. I'm like, what is this? It didn't. Yeah. So people people thought it was another one of those, and we're like, because there have been rumors about Kojima working with Sony to do something exclusive uh, next, right? Like some horror themed thing. So it turns out that wasn't the case. Uh, the devs, though they haven't made a ton of games, are, you know, a small development team that, you know, is being backed by Sony and, like, they're working on this game. They said, this is not a Kojima project. We're making this game. Please stop saying that. <laughs> like, we hope, like, we hope that you'll be, you know, because, like, when you build up something like that and you find out that it's not the thing you think it is in your head, yeah, they don't you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, like, they, they don't, don't want that, that like, that stink on the game that they've been working on. So, like, that makes a lot of sense. But the, this information came out in, um... A Venture Beats article where someone basically said, like, I know for a fact that this isn't the case because they know that there are talks between Microsoft and Kojima right now for some project. And, like, this was hinted at in one of the most recent um, Xbox conference or video thingies, whatever you call them, because uh, Phil Spencer had, um, crap, what is the name of that guy? Lumen or something? Like, the, that, that character for Kojima Production Studio. He had a figurine of it behind him, oh, okay. and there's been this this thing of Microsoft putting clues to what their next big announcement thing is behind people during videos like this. So people have been speculating what that could mean, and they're hoping it means some sort of deal with Microsoft and Kojima. Mm. So I'm wondering, how likely do you think that is as a possibility, and what would you kind of want to see if Microsoft and Kojima do work on a project together, knowing that Death Stranding was the last thing Kojima did? with a similar deal with Sony. Like, what are you guys' thoughts about this? Can I I just say, I don't know why people were (laughs) bringing up stuff about that trailer. Like, 
Oh, did you just watch it? Yeah, I watched it. And I was like, oh, it's some nice looking woods. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there. Like, it kind of, like, doesn't tell you much of anything. Yeah, it, it just, it is woods. They look right. nice. Like, hey, the amount of work it takes to make woods that nice. Good on you for making woods that nice. But, okay. What? <laughs> I think that might be part of the reason why. Like, there really wasn't anything to go on. Um, people are very excited when they hear, you know, PlayStation exclusive, right? So, like, they want it to be not a little thing. They want it to be a big thing. And if you see something like this that has kind of no discerning qualities, you try to look up the studio, the studio doesn't have a lot under their belt, they're like, this has to be more than than what I'm finding, right? This must be linked to something else. And then you get the conspiracy theory that it's a secret Kojima project. Man, to have that sort of optimism, just, <laughs> Wow. Just pulling straws. For so I will say for me, I just watched the trailer. Now that I've seen the trailer and I walked it was like I wouldn't have thought that at all. But when some when I saw on Twitter that they had when I first heard about this, um, and that's also where I heard about the rumor for him and Microsoft uh from there too. And I saw a screenshot from somewhere in this trailer. I did look at a screenshot and said, I guess that looks like a Kojima esque ambiance atmosphere from this picture i don't know like if no one said kojima it's one of those things where if you didn't say it first i wouldn't have tried to look at it with those glasses mm -hmm. on and i wouldn't have thought it at all regardless but when they said i was like i mean i guess but i don't i don't know sure <laughs> that's how i felt when i saw it on on twitter after watching the trailer, i was like i don't feel kojima in this at all it just feels like a like a horror survival game like I've seen this before now when I watched the trailer. No, no offense to Blue Box if they ever watch this podcast. I'm just saying, like, it's, you know yeah, what it's you're just, getting into. I look at, it, I know yeah. what I'm getting into. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Makes sense. Do have any reaction from you? Yeah, like um, Jeff with the Xbox shirt on, he has to have a reaction about Kojima <laughs> with Xbox. Um, kind of what Jesse said. Like the trailer, first off, like I said, it was just pretty woods. It was very, it was very nice looking. It was very visually appealing to the eye, but. It didn't tell me or show me anything. Um, and I'm always skeptical skeptical of games like that where it just shows me something pretty but never tells me anything about the game. It doesn't get me hyped for the game. It doesn't make me say, oh, maybe I need to have a second look. It's like, oh, that's just graphically that looks really good, you know, and as it should on current-gen systems. Um, as far as a collaboration between Microsoft and Kojima, um... To me, there's a such thing of as being too forward thinking, like too imaginative. And I think sometimes that's what Kojima runs into. Um, don't get me wrong, I love all the Metal Gear Solids, but like Death Stranding seemed like it was very ambitious. Like I, it was a lot that wanted to be done. And nothing I ever saw from that game made me want to play it. Like, even the whole babies in the pod things is just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, little pod babes. Like, pod babes. Pod. <laughs> you know, great. And then we'll coin that pod yeah. babes. Like, the, the characters look interesting, like, from the cutscenes, like, even the enemies and stuff like that. Whatever combat that was in there, from what I saw, didn't, didn't make me want to play the game. So, while, you know, an Xbox collaboration with him would be great, I do hope there's somebody to help pull them back in you know what i'm saying like hey yeah that's mm -hmm. great we want to do all these things 
but no, it, no, it, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? Like Death Stranding le- legitimately felt like he was free of Konami's oversight, and people know the name Kojima. Like he's critically acclaimed, one of the greatest uh, auteur game developers ever known or whatnot. Right? So, right, give that man a blank check. Stop, like, what could go wrong? And we kind of, not to say that Death Stranding is wrong, because there's people who really like that yeah, game. Yeah. I don't understand it. <laughs> but there are people who, like, legit like what he was going for there. So, like, it's still not really, like, a constraint on him. Like, it was divisive, and that, that seems to be, like, maybe what he wanted. Like, he's right. trying to push the boundary of the medium, which I'm all for. Like, yes, give me more people who, who think of games in, like, this weird abstract way and just want to do something weird and abstract in the medium. But, like, I can't deny the fact that like the last Metal Gear Solid I played, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, was just a fun ass video game. Like it was a great experience playing that game, and I do want something else like that from that creator. If Microsoft is in talks with Kojima for a deal similar to like maybe what Sony did, where they're funding a game, it's going to be exclusive, and he has free reign. Because Microsoft doesn't seem to really get, they don't get too involved when they do these acquisitions. They like right. pay the money, they get the the rights to use it but they let them do what they want to do with the money. Like this may be another case where Kojima just kind of goes wild (laughs) and we won't know what we get. (laughs) So like, but, but that sense just makes you feel like it could be something really cool. It could also be something that none of us care about. Right. So like, I'm still excited to see that happen because it would be another chance. I'm wondering if Sony still feels the same way after giving him as much money as they did and getting the product that they did. Like, again, like it wasn't universally like panned or anything, but it was kind of divisive. Like, it wasn't just this big hit mm-hmm. that can be tied to the Sony brand forever and ever, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they some t- somehow now are like, well, if we do this again, we're going to have some say in what happens. And then maybe that's why he's looking at Microsoft now, because Microsoft is still in the boat of, like, we just want Japanese game devs mm-hmm. to be on our platform. We don't care what you do. Just take the money. Right. And we're talking about a game that probably wouldn't see fruition until, like, 2025 or 2026 or something well death stranding actually wrapped up a lot sooner than i thought it would like it ended up being kind of a smaller game in scope than what it seemed like but i thought he said he was working on the concept for a while before probably but like to actually make the game like he like there were news reports about him going shopping with sony for the game engine he was going to use and then it was like two and a half years later we had the full game and that was very surprising Hmm. that is surprising actually yeah I do think if if uh, he does have a blank check and is going ham on whatever idea he's got cooking, I think we're going to know it. Because if you look at the freaking trailers for like Death Stranding versus like Metal mm-hmm. Gear Solid, it's pretty clear mm-hmm. that you don't know what's going on. And it's probably going to be bonkers versus like Metal Gear where you're like, this is weird, but like military. OK, shooting. Okay. I'm going to shoot somebody. Yeah. Right? Like At some point. <laughs> the, I <laughs> bullets. I have seen full explanation videos of Death Stranding, and I'm still not convinced I know what it is. I read a one-paragraph synopsis of Metal Gear Solid and understand the basics of it. Like, so I feel like if it does, we'll know beforehand which which camp that's going to fall into. Right. Like we won't have to wait for the actual game to be like, all right, this is one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all I have to say on it, because I have never really played much of Kojima's work, um, in general, I saw it need mm-hmm. to play a Metal Gear Solid. Um, 
and I didn't play Death Stranding, and I have no intention to. The only reason uh, I remember Jeff saying like he didn't have any any will or intention to play the game, like he just didn't want to. I feel the same. Well, literally, you know how why I knew I didn't want to play Death Stranding. That's all I wanted to throw in is when the only thing that made me semi interested was the fact that all the players contribute uh, material to construct a highway, and I just like the aspect of all the players having to dump a bunch of stuff in together to make something that makes basically uh, the game a lot easier since it's all about walking. Uh, no offense to anyone, that's what it looks like to me from the outside in, that looks like it's about walking. So, hey guys, let's all work together and build this stupid highway so we can like take our bike instead of walking. I'm like, that sounds cool. <laughs> I want more MMOs to do something like that or something, but that's about all I got from the game. <laughs> cool MMO feature that should be involved in more MMOs. That's what I yeah, got. I mean <laughs> And yes, maybe the the game that that was featured in doesn't necessarily work as a fun or interesting experience for for us at least. But that concept, yes, is interesting. There were people who wrote about that that shared connectivity thing because that was kind of like one of the themes in the game was like trying to reconnect with the rest of the world after mm -hmm. this catastrophic event, right? And then making that having that come through via a gameplay element is smart. Like that's forward thinking. And, like, if you hone, maybe honed in on that versus all the other stuff and, like, all the celebrities. Because, like, Honey Money's mentioning, like, he chases celebrities around and stuff. Like, he does seem <laughs> like there's a lot of self-indulgence in the work now that he kind of has carte blanche to do what he wants. So, like, yeah, if, if someone could just put a little bit of, uh, well, what if he tried it like this? Or just a, no, we can't do this, Kojima, in his way, <laughs> then, you know, maybe we could get something that would have more mass appeal but at in that sense like why bother then like if if this is what this guy wants to make like he's very passionate about what he wants to do and there are people willing to pay for that let him have at it need you that know? silent like, hill game that's what he needs <laughs> that's what people want they want that they want that pt silent hill game that's what they want <laughs> yes that is correct <laughs> Let me say, it sounds like you're saying Kojima needs to be edited, Casey. I mean, to make something mm -hmm. that more people would be fans of, probably. Yeah. But I'm kind of of two minds about it because there will be enough. I feel like there can be enough of those experiences that appeal to the masses or appeal to us individually from other people. And if Kojima's heart isn't in doing something like that, then don't force them to. Right. You know? I feel like it's just. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Go ahead. Oh, if you go ahead and finish. No, I was gonna say like it, like. If he doesn't, like, if he wants to do a thing that appeals to mass people, then, then sure, right? But, like, having him come up with something because other people are saying, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do, you can't do that, and then everybody else is happy and Kojima's not, I feel like, like, what's the point then? Like, he's, he's going to lose his, that creative spark he has, you know what I mean? Like, let him go wild yeah. if that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, don't, don't soccer ride a man, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to take that because Sakurai does good work. He does, but he, like, you can tell sometimes he's not happy with the work that he's right, doing. Right. Yeah. He's like, well, they forced me to do this. <laughs> so here <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> I think there's definitely a balance of the, the creative person being able to do what they want and someone from the outside being able to uh, help guide that creative energy. Because I, I write stuff, I make games. Woo, it's fun. I love it. It's great. Everything that I have created has gotten better when someone else comes in 
and goes, okay, but why did you do this? Every Everything I've written gets better with an editor. Everything I've created gets better with test players and people who, who have the interest of the game in mind and have the, the artistic understanding and being like, I don't want to make this for you. I want to help you make it better. So if you have someone like that in your corner that can help out, that's awesome. And it will make it better. If you were saying, you know, someone would be like, okay, that's a cool idea. Could you, but you got to rein that in. Like, <laughs> you know, no, yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, but yeah. And the other side of that is if you have someone that's just overbearing and it's like, but I want stealth mechanics, like, okay, that's going to ruin it just as hard as, you know, sending out the first draft. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that, that balance, right? Like that's, that's what we're chasing here. Uh, apparently there wasn't any oversight at all in, in the Death Stranding project because it really did kind of just go real, real weird. So I don't know, but yeah, it's just me personally. I'm not a game dev, so I wouldn't know what the right level of that would be. And I would hope that it wouldn't be the kind of suffocating oversight that he experienced at Konami that made him want to leave and had that relationship go so sour. So yeah, just just a better balance. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, KC. Uh, a little quiet. Yeah, Blue said you're a little quiet. All right, let me... Uh, Raise my gain a tiny bit. <clears throat> Does that sound any better? Let me know. Yeah, let us know. Or is everyone <laughs> else loud? That's also fair, Lampy. We might all be loud. <laughs> yeah, right, maybe you guys need to shut up. Maybe that's the answer. I mean, I mean, I got my my mic is right <laughs> in my face. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, any other final thoughts on this? These rumors: Kojima, Xbox, Autourism. No. All right. Uh, give us Silent Hills. You coward. Give us Silent Hills. Hill. <laughs> one just heals. All right, Kojima. Rain it in. Do Silent Hill. Then go crazy. <laughs> that's that's what. That's that's, that's that needs to be processed. Go crazy. Game everybody wants. Go crazy. Game everybody wants. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, one for me, one for you. That's what I call it, right? Like with directors. <laughs> yeah, do that. That works. Fair. Um, so we'll move on to uh, more Sony related stuff. Not that Kojima Sony related. I don't know why I use that as a transition. Anyway. The Last of Us, apparently, Sony's uh, golden calf. Is that a phrase? I'm, I'm pulling stuff out of Just do the, do the Eddie Murphy, the golden <laughs> child. Just go with that one. <laughs> the golden child. Uh, the Last of Us, apparently, is going to have a remake. Uh, this comes out of a report uh, where, apparently, uh, Sony Ben, the Days Gone devs, pitched Sony on a Days Gone 2. They're like, hey, we got some ideas for the sequel for Days Gone. And Sony was like, yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> like, go, go work on something else. And then out of that information came, we're also working on a remake of The Last of Us, a game that released on the PlayStation 3, was re-released on the PlayStation 4, and got a sequel on the PlayStation 4. They're going to remake the first game for the PlayStation 5. Thoughts, opinions, feelings? Um, all right, here's my thoughts. Uh, milking is understandable because we like money, so I get it, Sony. You want some more money. Uh, I honestly like the, I didn't play it myself, but I was there with actually Kiba when he got it on, um, PlayStation three, watched him play it, had a great time. I got the remaster on PS4 game looks great. I had my own, uh, good time with the game myself. It does not need to be remade again, like an actual remaster. Uh, if they want to do the whole or a remake yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're using the word remake, which That's is definitely different. Remaster. Not remaster. If they yeah. and if they remake it, I I really just don't. I don't know. I just don't see the point. I think the game looks fine as it is. It still looks good right now. 
if anything, I don't know like what the frame rate is on or something, but they can do the usual like frame rate boost on the PS5. Honestly, I think that's all people would even care about if it was like at 30 frames per second, if anybody knows what it ran on on like PS3 or PS4. Uh, but honestly, I just think it's I think it's for the money. <laughs> There's not really a, for a fans thing. I don't know how many people were sitting here like, I want a Last of Us remake. I'm sure some were. But I don't know how many were really sitting here wanting that. Like it's it's a game you can easily go and play. Like it's yeah. a modern game. Right. So like <laughs> I can't believe I can't imagine anyone was like, We need a remake for this game that I can just buy right now and play perfectly without incident. Unless they add the <clears throat> very few features that they added in last of us 2 to make the game any different minus the narrative <laughs> unless they add those features into the game in that remake uh and i don't really see the point which was what crawling through grass i'm pretty sure that's literally the only thing that i remember being different in last of us 2 the rope physics looked cool in the last of nope. us 2. i'm sorry the new. physics the physics that that that's it some uh some physics and uh me going prone in grass, which why was it that in the first game? I still think about now. After I, I, it's something I didn't even realize I did, I couldn't do in the first game until last was. I was like, I couldn't go prone. I couldn't go prone. I couldn't just hide in grass. Why couldn't I do that? But that's besides the point. <laughs> there was there was enough waist high cover to go around. That's why. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I don't think it needs a remake. I I do think it's just for the money. I rather they just turned it in. Weren't they supposed to be making that into like a TV show or a movie or something? Yeah, that's still coming. That's going to be an HBO series. That yeah. that that was fine. I would have liked to, you know, seeing it just be actually acted out, just being able to consume the media by watching it. Uh, you know, my my wife likes gaming, but does not one that she wanted to play, and she didn't watch me when I played it. So now she can just watch the the show or whatever because she likes the idea, the narrative, and everything. She saw the beginning, so you know everybody gets mm. trapped in the in the beginning section. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that I don't think it needs a remake. That's that's my final. I'm done. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Jesse? Man, well, you know, it's not the the fastest turnaround for a remake in the games industry. At least it's got that going for it. Wait, what? what is? I, I don't know officially, but what was it? Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick? That game, what, came out in 2004? They made a remake in 2009? Did A remake or just like a re... I, I believe think he's right. Was, I think it was a remake. It is... Wikipedia puts it as an expanded remake. So, <laughs> and it is for a whole nother console generation. It was for 360 versus the like Xbox, Xbox One. Okay. Um, At least it yeah. says expansive. Maybe they added stuff on like what they're I, probably going to do with this. I mean, yeah, but also, why? <laughs> why? But, I mean, I also understand. Well, you know what? Uh, oh, go ahead. I, that, I, just to add to the why, it's probably because the Xbox, like the OG Xbox, wasn't as wildly distributed, widely distributed as a 360, and it was a really good game that they probably just wanted to get. The same thing Nintendo doing with Wii U with all and the Switch stuff <laughs> on the Wii U and the Switch now. Like this didn't go anywhere on this platform, so let's, let's release it on yeah. this one where more people will actually play it. But still sell it for sixty bucks. But that's fine, whatever. <laughs> but which doesn't work in this case because the PS4 was the best-selling console last generation. So mm. they're Grand Theft Auto fiving it right now. And just t- putting a, a word remake on it. That's what I feel like. Or Grand Theft Auto Five slash Skyrim it, it, right now. And just putting it on everything. That's their. Uh, we're gonna put it on everything to make money. <laughs> yeah, that's just ports but, and releases. To, to slap like remake on it really does seem like they're gonna. It put, does. Unfortunately, more effort into it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't buy it. <laughs> I really feel like it's it's going to be very minuscule. It's going to be more of a remaster again, if anything. But it, I could be wrong. Then why not say yeah. remaster? I think I think those yeah. terms have at least in the gaming industry, like the people who make games, they they've do. pretty defined them yeah. by now. Like a remaster is the same code, like glossed up and made to work better. Mm-hmm. A remaster, I'm sorry, a remake is you're making the same game over again as if you're making it for the first time now just with, you know, all the elements of the first one. And then, like, what's the other one? Reboot. A reboot, yeah. It's based on the property, but it's an entirely different game. Right. And when I say remake uh, or remaster, remake, like, uh, I think Diablo 2 is a great example where you see what they're doing with Diablo 2 where it's going from that that 2D look to a 3D look, and you can go back and forth seamlessly. They redid all the audios, they reshot the cutscenes, they reworked the loot and stuff like that. So like, it's a remake, but a lot of things were changed as opposed to a very linear game that only has one route. To me, I don't see the point of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't see the point. Here's a possible idea for a point though uh ash you brought up the hbo series that's going to be coming out um Um, as a possible tie-in to an audience who's like okay they're hearing about this zombie series on hbo hbo worldwide platform tons of people going to be watching the show if it's really good if it's really popular maybe they'll look into it oh it's from a video game oh can i play that video game sony would much rather people have to go find and buy a playstation 5 to play that a 70 bucks. video game. A 70 bucks. Yeah, and pay 70 <laughs> bucks for it versus them hunting down a PS3 or a PS4 to do the same thing. I mean, I, so I think... I don't... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, finish. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't run multi-million dollar companies, uh, but that seems like an expensive gamble. <laughs> they're, they're based off of the Witcher TV show. If, if that's the case, they're based off the, the popularity of like the Witcher show because I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that the... The, the, the they sold a lot more after the show started coming out for The Witcher. Like the sales started rising back up again. So they're like, yeah. we're gonna get ahead of the curve. We're just gonna we're gonna have it already. So as soon as the show comes out, they're like, oh, where's that game? It's right there on shelves, baby. Yeah, it's right there on the newest console, <laughs> right and there with the move. newest graphics for you to play and experience. And, ooh, and like, no, I, I, I swear, they'll have advertisements for the game in the, in the show. <laughs> I swear it'll be so. <laughs> Placement for the what? game, <laughs> like the commercials. Like I swear, the commercials uh, around the show will be like. Also, play the game on PS Five remade. <laughs> I mean, it's HBO. Like if they put a commercial, <laughs> if they put a commercial with your premium subscription. Like I think, I think there's a whole other issue oh, yeah. that we have to deal with. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna be that cynical. Like this sounds like it is absolutely. For product tie-in, for grabbing money and just selling more PS5s, like there's no artistic merit to this game being remade. It's all for money, and this—it's kind of telling that Sony doesn't give a crap about its games anymore. Like they, like everything is is a is a product that's supposed to get them prestige. It feels like, mm-hmm. like Days Gone, for example, was something that Sony banned felt they had to make even though there were a million other zombie games out on the market they were like hey we want to do this so they let them do it it didn't sell the way they want it so they're like you can't do it anymore as opposed to because it didn't hit the high bark of you know a ghost of tsushima a marvel spider-man <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean 
like Sony really only cares about the exclusivity, about um, the the acclaim that their that their exclusives bring them. Like that's all they're kind of laser focused on. And now uh, they opened up the studio that you know will make a bunch of movies out of their properties. Like if it can't get turned into a movie, then they probably don't want to hear anything about it. So The Last of Us is probably one of the best recent examples of a property that has movie like transmedia, you know, uh, appeal. So they're going to milk it. The second one wasn't as well liked, so we won't worry about that one. Mm. We'll go back to the drawing board. That's what it sounds like to me. We still don't have a Twisted Metal movie, though. (laughs) They are still pitching that around, though, aren't they? Or another game. Yeah, or another freaking game. (laughs) I'm just going to be bitter about that every time we bring up Sony. I'm sorry. (laughs) And that also says the PS4 version still runs on the PS5. I mean, it's right, but they can't charge you $70 for that, can they? That's true. Mm-hmm. They sure can't. So keep that in mind. Buy up all the, the copies you can find for PS4. Heck yeah. <laughs> Selling the remaster for $100. Scalp that thing. Oh, sorry. I don't condone scalping. <clears throat> don't scalp. We condone scalping here. No, uh, okay. Scalping. So there's nothing left on the Last of Us remake. We'll move on to our final topic. Um... Muslim rights activists, Muslim civil rights group calls for Microsoft, Sony, and Valve to basically ban the game Six Days in Fallujah. This game was previously canceled back, I want to say, 2009? Yep, 2009 by Konami. Right, because there was an outcry. Like, it's based on the second battle of the the Battle of Fallujah. Uh, Very bloody war, uh... Lots of innocent civilians, it seems, were hurt, killed during this attack on that city. And um, it doesn't sit well in the collective consciousness of, like, the international community. Like, war crimes, apparently, were committed during this engagement. Mm -hmm. And um, now Highwire, the studio who's developing this game, um, people don't seem to understand why they would want to visit this as subject matter for a video game, which is fair though their messaging hasn't helped them, though some of their messaging states that the reason they want to do this is because um, it's essentially a documentary in a video game form that's supposed to tell the story of the soldiers, the civilians who were there when it happened, and also kind of the political climate surrounding those events uh, prior to it happening. Um, But uh, the way it's being looked at from this uh, civil rights group is stating that the game is basically going to be damaging to the image of Muslims. It's basically going to cause hate, fear towards them, uh, and will essentially... uh, The wording may have changed now on the petition that they wrote, but initially it said something along the lines of uh, will inspire like the next mass shooter and hate towards Muslim Americans and stuff like that. Uh, And so they're petitioning these platform holders to ban the game from showing up on their platforms, which would essentially kill it as a project because you can't sell a game that doesn't show up on any consoles or platforms right Mm -hmm. so what i'm just interested in what you guys thought is you guys thoughts are on first off them making a game about this sensitive subject matter and also about a game being made on any sensitive subject matter being banned from being made in the first place or being blocked from being released to the public i'm gonna go last on this one that's okay (laughs) all right go ahead I do feel like um, 
it depends on the content of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Because if it's a very thin line. For example, like there's a lot of trauma. So um, if you remember, um, not Watch Dogs, uh, Watchmen, the TV series. Okay. Yes, the yeah. HBO series. And they showed what happened in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. see those images. Um, I feel like to say that those images are going to inspire somebody to want to go out and shoot someone, I don't think that's the case. If that person goes out and shoots someone, I feel like they were just looking for a reason to do it. They were already pre-positioned to want to go out and hurt somebody. Um, I think if their goal is to educate, kind of like what that was, is to show you what happened and what transpired, um, then it's different. But if it's just to kind of exploit that and make um, Muslims the bad guys and kind of like a lot of the Call of Duty games at the time where... You know, they had one central bad guy was this country, and we were going up against this country. These guys were the bad guys. They were doing horrific stuff, and we were there to stop them. If it's supposed to be historically accurate, and that's what it's set to be, then that can be a little different. Um, but I don't believe it would expire anyone to who already doesn't have some type of hate towards Muslims to hate them. These people would have already had that hate in their heart, and this kind of just... Which they can see this anywhere. They can read the story. They can watch a video. They can watch anything that kind of brings that out. They were just looking for a reason to kind of bring those feelings to surface. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Jesse, your your reactions? Uh, I, I mean, to start, I know nothing about this project. I've heard six-day controversy come up a few times. And I yeah. was like... What's that? Sounds like something I'd look into if I had time and then I would do something else. Even looking for this and reading the article um, is like, I would like to know more about this. But like before we started this, I was writing a script like I don't have a lot of time to dig into it. Um, So everything I understand is extremely surface level and very much just I don't want to make assessments about the game, but the feelings around it. Um, So like. I think the idea of an internet, it, an interactive documentary is a good idea. That's sci-fi. That's stuff that we mm-hmm. can move towards. That's Star Trek holodeck that we've been going towards, you know, since sci-fi. I understand that. And I do think the idea of interactive documentary is good. What Jeff was saying, I think, is true. The content and the execution of it is what's going to matter here. Like, and and anywhere, really. Um mm-hmm why why are you making this and how are you portraying it and how is it coming across to the audience um so while i don't know much about the project i can or anything about the project i can also understand why there would be this reaction towards it because man uh i can't think of any game that's not been purposefully made to have uh muslims be the enemy like that you are supposed to go after them if they're in it they're the bad guys um or even that just uh games that are coded as the the um not the game coding 
but like no, that the enemies are like, coded yeah. to be Muslims or Middle Eastern people. Um, so I can definitely understand that reaction. And it does make me all of that around it. And a lot of times people just look at it and go, you know, oh, no, we're fine. That's not how we thought about it. So it's fine without taking in the context of of how most people do build things with that in mind and that that's the enemy and all of that. And that's not good. Um, but yeah, again, I, I don't, I can't say anything about the project itself because I do not know enough about it. Right. And if it is a documentary, some, they should invite the people who are protesting it to play the game, to judge for themselves if it's a documentary or is it just painting Muslims in a bad light? Um, I feel like that could be a great middle ground. Like, hey, come play it. See what we're talking about. Don't just judge it from the surface. Kind of like, because we don't have that insight to see, like you said, what the content is. Invite them to play the game to kind of see what it's about and show them that, yeah, we do mean it as a documentary as opposed to, you know, every other war game that makes people of Middle Eastern descent like the bad guy. Right. And uh, chat is bringing up some interesting points that we're, all, we're going to get into because uh, the they say it's trying to explore all sides of the story. Uh, Honey Money saying like they interviewed like 100 soldiers and like 26 Muslim civilians and it doesn't seem like that's enough civilians. And the way the game has been marketed by one of the two uh, leads involved does seem to be a disconnect with the importance of the story or like the sense of controversy around it like one of the two people involved seems to want to sell it as a military shooter like as a tactical shooter uh we have cool tech you know it'll be like like just like a, any other call of duty or whatnot uh the other person involved is a little more measured in his response and one basically saying like you know he, you you want to tell the story of this event through an interactive medium like they've interviewed people they're talking to people about how they feel about the event you'll get their side of the story from this situation um i don't know if the number of soldiers versus the number of civilians really speaks to what's in the game like because again we don't know i don't think anyone has had any extended time with this game and have seen kind of what's in it yet but it does kind of make it seem like they're leaning more heavily on the soldier side and even without seeing what's going on that does seem problematic because that was kind of the problem in the first place was that the city uh, was kind of just descended upon and invaded by American forces. And the traumas that they experienced was kind of at the cost of all this political drama and whatnot. So, I mean, even with all that, I, I don't see the value in banning it. Like in saying you can't try to tell this story. Like, at the very least, let them try. And I, I believe Empire said it earlier as well like if if it turns out that it's not good like it does kind of paint everything in a bad light then that will be the critique of it right and then people can see it and either see that for themselves or they'll know that that's how it turned out like these people who weren't muslim and didn't really get a big muslim perspective in the way that maybe you would need for a project like this tried to tell a story and it fell on its face and this is how you not this is how you don't do this kind of project you know it'll be like an example or a case study in that way. But uh, Ash, you said you wanted to go last and give your thoughts. Uh, yes, I did. What do you have? All right. So uh, quick, before I say anything, 
I just want to make sure people actually know this. I am half Arab. Half of my family is actually Muslim and live in the Middle East currently. There's only a few of them that live here. So before I say anything, I want everyone to know, I can say what I want. All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, I don't speak for all Arabs or all Muslims, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to try to say, oh, this is how he feels. He's insensitive. Like, no, I'm very sensitive on the topic because <laughs> it applies to like half of my family and their way of life. So um, one, uh, I'm also kind of feeling the same way when it comes to Jeff. Like I, when I grew up with my dad and I play games like Call of Duty, where the main uh, people you were going against might've been some country in the Middle East, usually like Iraq or something, right? Um, and I'm playing through there and like, oh dad, come look and watch me play. My dad never had an issue watching me play. My dad never had an issue watching any movies where Arabs or Muslims, because technically you don't have to be a Muslim to be Arab or Arab to be Muslim. <laughs> uh, but whatever the case may be, when they're the main antagonist, he had no issue watching. He still enjoyed the films. He just, he just enjoyed the entertainment. Now, obviously, this one's more more based on an actual real event. Like, obviously, in Call of Duty, they might, like, choose certain areas where things might have happened during those actual wars in World War One, World War II, wherever the game may, uh, setting may take place in. Uh, but it's definitely like, you know, you're playing like a Hollywood experience, right? You know that it's not like supposed to be based on true events. It's just more like more or less inspired. So this one's meant to be more accurate, right? They're going for accuracy here. And like like they said, uh, well, one side of the coin said that's more like a documentary, inter- interactive documentary. Uh, so I can understand why that can make it more sensitive to people, especially those who are directly affected by it or even those just from neighboring um, areas in the Middle East uh, for what happened. I can definitely understand that. Me personally, though, also like Jeff said, I don't uh, think I I can see this, or actually all of you said, I don't don't see this inciting violence. I can understand the worry about it. I can, because I I know how how it was, especially after uh, certain attacks and how people felt towards Arabs in the Muslim community in general over the actions of some to then over people who were citizens in America for years before certain events happened and now just don't see and look at them very differently. I do think that's something almost like a bias and like uh, people said in, in their hearts that they had beforehand, before they started feeling like that. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I also agree with, I think Lampy said it earlier that there's no real correlation between violence and video games. Uh, if anyone who was performed violent acts like, shootings and such played a video game and they play by video games they were already more than likely going to do something like that anyway and i don't even think the video games tilted them towards that direction if anything they were probably using those video games as an outlet before going to that direction so <laughs> i don't know the only game i ever really felt like needed to be banned uh was um a game called hatred if you guys remember that one where the literal the literal plot is being a misanthropic mass killer mm-hmm. and then just going to like there's not at least like in other games you know what I'm saying there's like an actual narrative Story. there's a there's a, a cause for the violence even if it might not be the right thing like you, there's a there's someone's cause and they're reasoning for it right so like obviously in a war there's always two sides one side thinks they're right the other one thinks they're wrong but at least that side has like something somewhere says this is why we're doing it this is why we feel like we're right it may not be right but at least they have like a a a natural cause or motive that they think is best for them their country their people whatever uh so games like hatred 
they not i know like freedom of speech and all that stuff and and what have you i just i think it was a little too much because <laughs> it was just literally like here you go be a mass shooter that's a lot yeah. this game go, uh, this game no, though, I was just gonna, like with oh. hatred specifically like that game crashed and burned right like because it came yeah, out it, it had no merit like it, it was it wasn't telling a story wasn't doing anything so it was able to be released and everyone saw like there's nothing to right. this and they, they were able to put that out and still you know, and that's why i like even though I, and uh because i i do believe in like things of freedom of speech and stuff so I, even though I, personally i have feelings thinking i don't think that game should be put out i would hate for um parents who just don't know better for like some still don't understand esrb ratings or anything and just let their kid play something like that but thankfully (laughs) the game did sizzle out on its own which thank you humanity for showing me that you guys can do something (laughs) so one i I think the game would be fine to be released two i would hope that like they said that they don't villainize uh, a specific nationality or region or uh, religion or anything like that. Um, Cause I do think that it could be a very uh, informative educational experience for someone to play through, to learn more. Cause I, I, I remember my dad told me about this before, excuse me, when uh, I was learning. Cause whenever I learned something in the middle East about uh, when I was in school, I would always just go to my dad immediately. Like, like Hey dad, this is what I'm learning. So, mm-hmm. You know about this? And I'm like, yeah. And then he'll tell me stuff. Uh, that was always the like the funnest part. Like when I t- tell you guys that, uh, at least for like as much people, as flight people give Call of Duty and stuff, they actually went out of their ways. Whenever you see like Arabic or something on the walls or in signs, all of it made sense. Like it was actually supposed to be there. They didn't just like copy paste the same few Arabic <laughs> uh, letters all over the place. Like no, they actually you know they did basic research and at least got some experts. I'm sure to like make sure things made sense because I'd always like, are they actually speaking Arabic? That what are they saying? So as long as they like at least take some care into talking to people. If they talk tomorrow, I don't know if when they say they uh, someone said they spoke to 26 Muslim civilians. I don't know if they were trying to find people who were actually directly impacted by the battle and maybe that's why they're having trouble not getting as many Muslim side or if they're just talking to random people who are Arab or Muslim in America who may not even have been affected by it in the slightest. I don't know who they're pulling. I mean, to, no, to their, to their credit, I do think they have people who were in the city even. Like, okay. See, during, and that might be harder the for them event. to get. So that, that might explain why the number is less. So if, if that's the case, at least I see them trying. So if they're trying, I don't have a problem with it, even even less than if they, if they only had American soldiers. But it's nice. It, it feels like they're trying based off of what they say. Obviously, I haven't played the game. I wouldn't be able to certify anything at the end of the day. Uh, but I think the game should be released. I don't think it should be banned. I understand the worry, um, especially from those who are uh, across uh, the, the ocean. You know, they might not really know how people feel in a in a more general sense in America about them anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that they might not be seeing in media about what's actually going on in our country to even know how people feel about Arabs or Muslims in a general sense versus what they knew, they definitely knew after, again, certain events happened a while back, uh, catastrophic things that were horrible and how obviously that made people feel uh, back then and how things may have changed to now. So I think that might just be it. They're just a little worried for good reason because things were bad for a time uh, for a little bit, but that I don't know. There just needs to be more communication. They're like, hey, no, it really should be okay. Just need someone to really like kind of give them an update, I guess, on how things are and how games are handled and 
give them examples, uh, you know, just just education on the matter. And I think right. yeah, I, every side would be fine. <laughs> I do wonder how much, like you're saying, like they just need, to, there needs to be more communication. Like I, pro I, I doubt that Highwire went and talked to any of these Muslim rights groups at all. Right. Or consulted with any of them before. They probably even think about it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. And, and that can be <laughs> problematic in and of itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, like let them make the game. Like, I, I don't think it should be banned, but stuff like this, like the misstep of not talking to any Muslim communities and stuff should be noted. So if someone does want to do something like this in the future, like you would know, like, I'm not going to sit here as someone outside of a community and make a game and try to tell those people's story without going to any entity that is that supposes that represents those people or those people themselves or whatnot, like not getting their OK or their stamp of approval before proceeding with this stuff. Because it just it doesn't look well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on your point for exactly that, if it is a documentary and the point is to understand it, then those are people they should be talking to. Yep. Like if that they understand the subject matter, and so the people making the game should be talking to them. And it can't be a one point of view video game where a lot of times you just play through as the, this protagonist or whoever this is and you only see that the enemy is the enemy and there's no humanity to him or anything like that. Um, I think it needs to be something that's played from maybe one part is played as from this side and another part is played from this side. So that way you get to see what each group was going through as this was unfolding. Can I? Yeah, there, there is, no, real quick, just because there is a, a, they said that there's a section of the game where you play as a civilian trying to get their like their kids out of the city. I don't know how expanded that is. It might be like a, a one-off thing versus the rest of the military shooting style stuff. But there's something like that in there. It may not be enough, but they at least they at least um, tried to go for that. It seems like. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Ash. The last point I wanted to I make for myself too, because I I remember in the article uh, whoever wrote it, they were like you know how do you make a video game. Uh, like this one without glorifying the U.S. war machine or uh, or anything or like that or villainizing the people and spreading fear and hate is what they is what they actually said the person who wrote the article, and I was like mm -hmm. honestly, uh, spoilers coming uh, for Call of Duty Modern Warfare their narrative because <laughs> their whole thing when they started was like hey it's going to be really gritty we're going to show we're going to try to showcase you know actual war right and in in to their effect. And in there, uh, like I said, stuff is coming up for spoilers. So if you didn't play it, you want to play it, don't listen. There's a moment where you're coming through and there's a man with a, a civilian. He has a bomb strapped to his chest. You're trying to get it off. You can't. You push him over a ledge. He has to go or everybody else dies. Like you, you have to make quick things like that. People die. And then you get to the point where you're going against the enemy. You're raiding a home at nighttime and you got the night vision on and all that stuff, right? Um, there's a woman who's like going to... Uh, reach for it looks like she's going to reach for a baby but she actually goes to reach for a gun first and you have to right. take her out like it, it, you don't feel good while you're doing it while you're clearing the house and you're raiding the house it does it's not a good feeling you're like oh man these are literally people living their lives here and i have to go and raid this house right now because there's association with you know the actual enemy that's going on you have to make sure you don't shoot the actual civilians have nothing involved and stuff like that all the way up until there's a moment in the game where there's uh, a woman who was a part of the rebel forces um, that is helping you because the government is corrupt or whatever. Um, and you play as her when she was a little girl and her town got bombed. Uh, so it gets bombed, hurt, and rubble falls on top of her. She looks over, her mom is dead. Like this is 
a bombing is happening, which my dad's from uh, Beirut, Lebanon, and Beirut's been destroyed a decent amount of times, just in history, not even just through just <laughs> modern day war. Like it's just been destroyed. It's, it's on the port. It's a very, very good place to be in control of for trade. So people fought over it a lot. Um, and my dad was living there uh, during a big bombing too. And I had him watch that part. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's honestly how it felt when it happened. Like, it's just, everyone's going crazy. So, you know, she gets out of the rubble, her dad and her brother are running back to the house. There's a uh, gas that people are throwing around. They, uh, they don't, they have to share a gas mask between them. till uh, I think it's the game had like, it was like with Russians or whatever this time. <laughs> the, uh, then the guy comes in and when I tell you, this is the most exciting part of the game too. This is not realistic, but exciting. The guy comes in, he knocks, he kills the dad, knocks out the, uh, the older brother, a little girl trying to survive as, as their, her uh, cities is being destroyed. She's like crawling through the vents, trying not to be seen by this this uh, Russian soldier and everything. It's, it's, I was like, if they can have, like you said, where they're trying to escape, if this moments like that, where they like talk to the civilians and try to take their actual stories of what they were going through and how they survived through that moment and make you play through that. So you feel the fear, like you were just playing as a soldier a minute ago, but now you're playing the fear of someone trying to just not die today. I feel like they, they can do a really good job of encompassing that feeling and actually making it feel like a documentary feel. Wow. So so you're saying there is a value in trying to do what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah, because I feel like Modern Warfare, even though it's very Hollywood-esque at the end of the day, like it did a good job of making me feel... And after playing both sides, because you're on both sides literally at that point, this <laughs> is like, yeah, no, there's there's innocent people here who have nothing to do with what's going on and they're just trying to not die today. And if you put, if you make someone feel that way, there's no way you can't come out of the game and be like, you know, oh yeah, I, I, I can't stand Arabs or I can't stand Muslims or whatever racist comment you might come up with in your head, I guess. Like, there's no way you could feel that way. You'd have to just not play that section of the game. Like, oh, I don't want to do this and just throw it away and already feel that way beforehand. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> that, I, I, get you. I think it'd be really a, a good thing, if anything. Okay. Any other final thoughts or are we going to give Ash the last word there? I think that's a pretty poignant perspective myself. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap up today's show. Uh, thanks to everybody watching. Thanks to everybody here who did the show with me. Very much appreciated. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you if they're looking for your stuff on the Internet? So you can find me on Superman Jeff 12. Across all social media, you can check out the Open Party YouTube page. We've got a couple of uh, shorts up there that have been popping. Yeah. Um, we also will be playing Monday Night Siege tomorrow. Might ban Casey, might not let him come around and start killing <laughs> I don't know. You know. But we will be there. We're both team killers, Jeff. Casey <laughs> was like not amused, not just me. Oh man, can I get on this sweet team killing action? Oh yes, yeah. The more the merrier. <laughs> Maybe this hashtag Jeff was right. <laughs> Imagine starting a game in siege and like, but you within two seconds the whole team is dead except one person. You're like, what is going on? Their, their team must be arguing with each other on Discord. I don't know. <laughs> All right, that it for you uh, in terms of. Stuff to to plug, Jeff? Uh, yeah, definitely check out the Omniverse comic discussion, which is also on the uh, YouTube page. Uh, we'll be back the following week, and we will be picking a winner for the comic giveaway. So if you want some free stuff and you haven't subscribed already, make sure to go ahead and head over to the Superman Jeff 12 page and subscribe. Um, 
We already announced one of the items in the package. It'll be a Red Sun Superman action figure. And Ooh. we'll have a couple other things in there, too, for everybody. Nice. Cool. How about you, Jesse? What do you want the people to know you've been working on? Oh, man, all sorts of stuff. Uh, you can always check me out on Twitter, the handle up there, Rexcon Jesse. Uh, I just got to release my latest uh, behind schedule, which I realized I forgot to mention at game night yesterday because I've been doing it <laughs> so often. And I forgot that one. Uh, so Alone in the Dark from Behind Schedule is now out on The Escapist and on their YouTube page for everybody. Um, it was early access. Now it's there for everybody. Uh, and then you can check out me on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Jesse. I do all my behind schedule streaming and some other stuff. Um, so I'll be there tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, playing the next game I'll be doing for behind schedule. And then I do... Oh, mysterious. Yeah. And I do the twitching hour on Thursday nights from 5 to 7 with my friend Rainbow Blight. And for all your tabletop RPG goodies, you can go to rexconjesse.itch.io because I have a bunch of stuff on there, including the new big book of status effects for fun, reimagined and new status effects to make combat more exciting in RPGs. Uh, uh, Yeah. So stuff. Check it out. Reddit. Everything. That's my name. I'm done now. (laughs) Awesome. How about you, Ash? What do you want to plug for the people? Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mm. Ash Redux. And uh, let's see. Today, I'm actually not even going to be streaming anything today, but you know what I will be doing? I'll be on that Smash Sunday. That's right, Lampy. I'm going to be on that Smash Sunday. It's going down. Can't can't wait to oh ban Ash already, jeez! <laughs> like before it even starts. Oh Ash my banned. god! <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, we also uh, got coming up later on this week. I'm going to be starting a new series. What is that series? I actually don't know yet. But here's the thing. But here's the do. thing. <laughs> I have a light above my head that does this, so you should show up. So that's all I got for you. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, as you guys all know, you can follow me at SigmaGears9 on Twitter as well as Twitch. You're probably watching this on Twitch right now. In fact, you have to be because I don't know how else you'd be hearing this. It's live on Twitch. <laughs> it's the only place it is right now. Um, just yesterday, um, a new episode of uh, Sigma and Sun dropped. I was streaming with Starboy uh, in the morning. Uh, the VOD for that will be on the Open Party YouTube channel today. I just haven't posted it yet, but mm. it'll be there today. So check that out. It's good fun stream with him. The following Saturday, I'll be streaming with Kia, my new fiance. If you guys didn't know, hey. I posted her uh, this past Thursday. Uh, don't have a date yet for an actual wedding. I'm invited. But um, <clears throat> Ash has invited himself. Oh. <laughs> so at some point, um, I guess details will go out about that to the people who, who need those details. Everybody doesn't need those details. But anyway, um, other than that... Uh, like Ash mentioned, 2.30 p.m. Eastern today, Super Smash Sunday. Um, we'll be going till 5.30, so that's three hours of Smash time. Come early if you want to get in on the matches. Like, be there right at the start because, you know, the room fills up quickly. We may rotate people in, but honestly, it's kind of a pain. So it might just be the first <laughs> the first people there will get to be there for as long as they want to be there. Be know? honest with the people, man. Be honest. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I can't help but, but do that. Um, after that... Um, Tons of streams uh, in the following week. I'll be on um, the Escapist, sh- not the Escapist show. What am I talking about? I'll be on the Editor's Hour with Nick tomorrow, followed by 
uh, the first of the Alien Isolation streams, which is me playing through Alien Isolation because Nick was mad that I jokingly called him racist that one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hear so that part. Through- <laughs> it's a big misunderstanding. But uh, the people rose- raised money for me to play through that game. Um, so we're going to start that uh, Monday nights. I believe it's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, until until I get through that game. And that game is not super short, so who knows how long it's going to take. <laughs> I pray for uh, you. Followed by um, either the Post of Your Martial Arts throwback streams on Tuesday at 4, and then those nights, now we're going to be playing Monster Hunter Rise with Nick and Amy, with myself, Nick, and Amy. Uh, so that should be fun. You guys were asking for that as well. Um, then, you know... Stream with the open party maybe on Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday game night, and then the whole thing starts all over again. Uh, it's 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 getting tiring, guys. <laughs> Donate more money. <laughs> Donate more, more money. Or but once again, I thank everybody for coming through and watching uh, us talk about these very sensitive topics. I appreciate my guests so much. I'm glad you guys kind of seem to like doing this show with me. Like it's fun time having to talk to you. So I appreciate it every time you say yes to me asking you to come through. <laughs> um, thanks, chat. Thanks, hosts. That's it for episode 23. Peace.